It's the blackout. All right, we live. What's up? What's up, everybody? On today's episode 221 of the hashtag Blackout Podcast, we got some pride, proudful, pride, prideful moments of the week, but then we also have some very disappointing moments of the week. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the Juneteenth ice cream scandal or whatever. We just want to give you an update on that. And hey, uh, you know, one of our NFL, former NFL players that we've been trying to get a job somewhere in the league finally got a tryout. So we'll talk about that and more on today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. All right. What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to episode two. 21 of the hashtag blackout podcast i'm jared what up people i am jay and while we are back and at it again mm-hmm. jay how was your week cuz how's everything going uh, it was amazing compared to some other people um mm-hmm. you know yeah that yeah. that's um sadly that's uh all i could really say i mean yesterday which was saturday was cool kids yeah. had another Another karate tournament, so they did very, very well. First place, wait, two first place uh, medals and got a second and a third place medal, so that's great. That's, that's uh, yeah, pretty good. That's a good thing. Good. That's a very good thing. Well, you so. say you got first and second place medals? Yeah, my, my little one who did not place in uh, the last tournament he did, you know, his confidence built up over time over the past i don't know however many weeks couple months whatever yeah and he ended up getting a f- first place and a second place first place in fighting and a second place in a in uh this kata you know all so, right cool and then of course my oldest he got a first place in the kata and a third place in fighting so you know it's good they're building it that's up cool. so, so that's cool that. yeah more and more confidence that's good what's yeah. up kayla memphis diva uh welcome hey. to the show hopefully you're having a having a good weekend mm-hmm. well that's cool man that that's good i'm glad that i'm glad that that you know bit of uh you know that bit of positivity you know happened for y'all this weekend that was a good thing mm-hmm. um yeah man my week uh my week was it was like a busy week work wise um but then also company wise it was good uh Got invited to this uh, big ambassador influencer event, whatever you want to call it, for this new grill company. Finally got the grill in hand and put it together. It's just been raining the last couple of days, so I hadn't been able to actually put it into action. Uh, And we've been busy as well. But um, yeah, other than that, you know, the week started off, you know, horribly nationally. um, And uh, that was tough. But, uh, you know, at the house, there was some good stuff, and I and I'll, I'll talk about that later on because we're gonna have a new segment um, called the I was building grills and slapping my meat. Um, oh, that's cool. right, that's right. What's up, Dan? Starting five podcast. Um, shout out to y'all. Hopefully, y'all are doing mm-hmm. well. Uh, yeah, I was definitely building grills and slapping the meat, but let's see. I wonder, do, do we just want to like go ahead and do it right now? Um, so the first. Yeah. Yeah, this this new segment I wanted we wanted to try. Uh basically I don't know what we're gonna call it officially, but 
basically the the proud moments, but then also uh, some disappointing moments from the week. So it sounds like it was was your proud moment. Um, your, your kids doing well yeah, in the tournament. That was definitely the proud moment of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. They um, pride and disappointment. We can, you know, we can uh, we can come up with a better a better term for it uh, at some point in time. So, but that's that's a huge um, you know that's the that's a huge what do you call it like a huge thing. I believe because you know this is something that you did you know all throughout uh, childhood, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And you finally you know you're, you're able to get them into it, and you know they're finally mustering up the the uh, you know the courage to actually do well, or I guess to compete. You know, so yeah, I think that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. And uh, you know, of course, the head guy over the school, he's you know he's talking to the parents and stuff he already told uh appreciate that thank you for the the happy birthday wishes um yeah yeah he was telling us uh just kind of explaining the rules and stuff so he wants the, the parents to get involved into the the tournament aspect of it as well just just mm -hmm. taking note of, of everything and getting into the whole i won't say judging because we're not qualified to do judging but mm -hmm. just being behind the scenes and uh you know just taking note of everything just being yeah. there being aware of things that go on so you know yeah. him just bringing us in that was that was great just kind of yeah. explaining things to us because he was telling us like there's a lot of times these parents they'll go there and they'll be arguing with the you know the refs and the officials and stuff and the coaches mm -hmm. and sometimes they get kicked out because they don't 100 percent fully understand the rules of how things yeah, go yeah. on but he's been judging and doing this for over however many decades so yeah. years whatever so yeah it was a great thing for him to bring us in and you know giving yeah. us that that behind the scenes that encouragement especially for the kids and stuff so it's a good thing good yeah thing. that's cool yeah. that's good man yeah yeah that's cool um it's interesting that's the way that happens in a lot of different sports i mean shoot uh with uh you know with my son's basketball i mean shoot any anything like that where it's some some kind of competitive you know situation happening especially between kids uh, you know, the parents can get a little crazy. They can get a little heated with the officials, mm -hmm. uh, with the judges, with other parents, with other coaches. Um, yeah, man, even the one weekend I was subbing in for, for my kid's coach uh, in basketball when he was out of town. Uh, well, I guess when he and the assistant were out of town, um, you know, I got a little heated, heated with the referees because mm -hmm. they, start, they started calling all this stuff they hadn't called in like the first two or three games that we had already played. So right. I was like, hold on a second. Y'all just making up rules today. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. But, but check this rule out, man. Check this rule out. So in my, in my kids' league, it's basketball, right? And mm -hmm. they're 14. They're like 13. I think they're anywhere between 12 and 14, I think, was the age range of this, uh, uh, you know, the, this year for him that he was playing against. So, they do not allow steals from the first through the third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, it's fine. So, you can't, like, you can't full court press. But if you do, you can't try to steal the ball. You can't, like, you can't, like, if somebody's dribbling, you can't Gary Payton and scrape uh -huh. it off from him and go, and go the other way. The only thing you could do is you could, like, intercept a pass or something like that or try to block a pass and, and steal it that why? way. No, they they didn't. I think it. I, I th see like every week, every week they have a different um, 
like uh what do you call it like a different um uh uh team what is it like team oriented like initiative for the kids and they want them to be you know somebody to show leadership this week somebody to be a great teammate next week whoever passes the most the next week is really oh, like man. silly so that that's that's like the underlying tone of what they want you to do they don't want i don't think it was it was like semi competitive but they don't want it to be like to where kids i guess get you know overly competitive but i'm just like dude that's a part of basketball especially yeah. at this age you know especially at this age these kids going to have to learn that because if they go on and play in a higher competitive league or if they play mm-hmm. in, in school that's real that's that's what happens throughout the right, right. throughout every game but they haven't been calling it like the first 2 or 3 weeks so that week man i got that's i got a little crazy my whole team was mad and they're like it's in the rules and me me yeah, everybody get a trophy type of stuff. That's true, Dan. That's what it mm-hmm. seemed like. So me not being the official head coach and not having you know thoroughly read the rules, I just went with. It. I was like, all right. You and so you yeah. so they they inconsistently called that as well as a few other calls throughout the rest of the season. But whatever, man. Um, yeah, see, but but in a case like that, I was like super heated with one of the refs, and my team did got got like that too. And eventually, I was like, man, y'all just need to chill. This is the rule. Do what you got to do. And the other ref, I, I talked to him. I was like, man, what is this? Because they never called it. And they're like, we're sorry. You know, they're supposed sorry. to be calling it. So whatever. But that uh, that's beside the point. That That's beside the point. I don't want to take away from the shine of your kids doing well mm-hmm. uh, on, on the on the mat. Um, oh, yeah, the, the proud moments for me this week, um, you know, both my kids, uh, I'll have to say my son got invited to this culture crew at school. And it's funny because he was like, Dad, man, I got invited. You know, they they called me down to the office today, and I was like, "What did you do this time?" <laughs> and he was like, "He was like, he was like, yeah, man, me and a couple other kids, they pull us out of gym and they call us to the office, to the principal's office." I was like, "What happened?" And he said, "Well, there was no other, there was no white people there. It was just only like people of color." Oh crap! I was like, "Okay." Okay. He's like, he's he's like, well, they they invited us to be a culture cl- <laughs> in a part of this culture crew. They want me to be one of the leaders in it. And I was like, man, that's dope. What you talking about? Culture crew? Because, you know, it's interesting. While there are a lot of Anglos out here, uh, and my son is half Anglo, even though he claims the black side, which is cool. <laughs> he claims them both. But um, but honestly, you know, there's not a lot of culture in the schools. And I think it probably alludes to something that I mentioned to his principals a couple weeks ago when I had to actually go in there when he did something that he shouldn't have been doing um, mm-hmm. and talk to them Um and I think they sort of think they sort of took that on. So there's like a whole group of people, whole group of kids from multiple uh, grade levels um, that they're trying to get to help grow the culture and be leaders and sort of show, okay. you know, the differences of different races and nationalities and try to get people to understand other people. So I think it's going to be pretty dope. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully my son takes that on and, and does a really good job with that name. With Probably a principal or a counselor. I don't know. The I don't know. I didn't ask him. I didn't the ask culture him. Culture crew. That's, yeah. It's funny. But yeah, when when he told me there's no there's no white kids and I was like, but you're half white. He's like, Yeah, but there's no like full straight white kids. <laughs> Cause I guess there's a couple kids in there who aren't straight. So whatever, man. Or who claim to be not straight, uh, according to what he said. So there you go. So that's him. Straight. Straight as in full like they like they don't like they may identify as something else we'll just say oh like that. okay wait wait 
Cause he, cause I'm gonna oh, tell you we, what, man. Are we talking race or gender now? Gender, gender. Oh, now. okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, but, gotcha. but he he said that there's there's a kid there's a kid at his school who shows up. <laughs> they need the culture. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you know what I think it would be good to have a couple of white kids in there just so they have, so they have a, a different perspective within the group, and it's a it's like mm. everybody's culture, right? That's what I believe. Yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out, but I think that's that's this year going into next year. Uh, so they're planning that out for next you, year. You honestly. know, now that you say that, that that reminded me of the uh, <laughs> Dan. That reminded me of the the lad. Or a couple episodes ago of Atlanta, uh-huh. and I, I wanted to talk about this last week, um, but ah oh man, and it's gonna take so long. I don't want it to take long. But there's a kid in there that he's half black, half white. He's white passing, and he's actual. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's an actual mixed kid. But if mm-hmm. you've seen this guy, he looks white. He's white. He could be white passing, yeah, um, yeah. And it's it starred this particular episode starred Kevin Samuels, which was mm-hmm. wow, it was uh, wow. surprising. Um, but it just had to do with race and identity, and and I guess finding your place in in that particular society. But I, yeah, you should watch that episode. We may have to do a I review gotta, on it. I got to catch up. Check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my to do list. Actually, since I'm off tomorrow, I'm gonna try to put on my to do list. Between today and tomorrow to try to catch up on Atlanta, so so I got I got Hulu on my phone, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just bang through it. So all right, cool, we'll we'll do that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that for sure. Um, well, cool. And then my daughter, uh, this is her first year in competition dance, yeah. uh, her first full season. So she, um, you know, they've already had a couple of tournaments uh, where they where they've done some dances uh, and served some people out there getting nice. you know. Excuse me, getting a lot of awards, uh, and then this week was their. Um, it was like their big final show of the year. So it was their their team, and then all these other teams within their dance. Um, you know, their dance. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Like their dance company or whatever. Like mm-hmm. everybody did dance. You know, they they all did their thing. So it was a big cool show. It was a big. You know, it was a big. Uh, you know, big fun thing. And I saw something that I'm going to tell you about. I might as well, I don't know. I might as well tell you now. Anyway, my daughter did amazing. Their whole their whole team did amazing, and then they have like another little mini thing coming up um, next week. But um, I saw something that was extremely disgusting, and I, I texted you the other day and said, "Hey, let me let me rem- uh, remind me to tell you about this." So when it was the ten minute intermission, it was weird because there was this couple that was sitting right in front of right in front of us, mm-hmm. and like they were an older couple. And the whole time, you know, like it's jet black dark in there so you could see the stage and focus on the stage. The whole time, the the wife had her cell phone light on or like her cell phone like open Mm -hmm. and it was on the bright white setting instead of like the dark setting. And you could she was like looking at the she was looking at the at the program. She kept like texting somebody and, you know, like old people, they have like big letters on their text. So like you could read her old conversation. They were texting each other pictures and silly stuff. And then, like, she kept, like, doing this. It was like she had, like, hemorrhoids or, like, restless leg citrome or, or right. something like that. She would do like this. So my wife, my wife was behind her doing like this, trying to go the opposite way to be able to see the stage, you know? Uh, but, and eventually my wife moved over to another spot in the second half so she could actually see where nobody was in front of her. But 
all that being said, so the old guy, so we're standing there at, at intermission, my wife and I talking out in the hall, and this dude has his opposite hand up and he's on his cell phone. He's like, blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 blah. And as he's doing that, he takes his right hand, sticks it down right in front of his pants, and is like totally adjusting himself. Mind you, there's like little tiny children all around here, families, everybody walking around through the hallway. This dude's just walking, you know, adjusting himself like he's standing in his bathroom. You know what I'm trying to say? Like a full on, like, and I saw it was a full on, you know, the full on, um, the full on crotch grab, shake it around to shake somebody's hand right out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. So he did that. <laughs> so I saw him do this, right? I saw him do this and I noticed to my wife, I was like, look what just happened. Look what happened. And then as he, as he, as he finished adjusting himself, as he's walking all in one motion, picks his hand back up. So the same hand that he just like, you know, grabbed to move the stick with, you it's know, did a little stick sit back. Yeah. It's by his nose. It's on his cell phone. He's mm-hmm. talking on his phone. So I was like, that was disgusting. And my wife's like, I think that's, that's the old dude in front of us. So we walked in there, walked back in, about to sit down. And I see this old dude standing in with a group of like family and friends. And he's there shaking people's hand with that right hand. I was like, you dirty mf You know what I'm trying to, I could not, I was, that just go to show you, man, you can't just be shaking everybody's hands. You can't trust everybody. Everybody don't wash their hands in the restroom, all that stuff. Because he came back and did that, and he plopped right back down in that chair. And I saw his dirty hand up by his face the rest of the thing. Then he picked up his cell phone with his wife, and he was like showing, I was yeah. like, you dirty rat. That's just that's just as bad as some of the people at my job. I have caught some people go in the stall, do a number two, come out, and just put hand sanitizer on and walk right out there. Bruh. <laughs> so you just washed, wiped around all the doo-doo chunks that you just wiped that's all over exactly there. exactly right. Man, come on, man. You just, you just sanitize the doo-doo chunks? Like, that's pretty much They're it. not really sanitized. That's disgusting. Pretty much it. Anyway, I would have to say that is probably one of the most disgusting things I've seen in my life only because of the location, the situation, you know, where we were. I mean, there, there's been more disgusting things and I've seen a lot of people do the same thing, you know, leave the restroom after not cleaning their hands. Yeah. But that like in the middle of like hundreds of little children, you know, hundreds and hundreds of family members um, and you're just sitting here, you know, moving your junk around full hand i i know he touched the bottom of his balls and touched his hair down there i know he did if he had oh, any and and, and yeah. then came out on his phone so that was right. nasty i've seen ladies in videos of ladies in walmart just going way down at the back scratching in betwixt the butt cheeks <laughs> and then put it up to yeah. their nose just to smell of they nasty Mm. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's so bad. It's so yeah, bad. You need to go with wiping class. Yeah, if you still got doo doo chunk, you need to go back to wiping class. That's so funny, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nasty. But hey, you know what? We're gonna get off of that because thankfully those were some highlights of our week. Um, let's talk about a couple disappointments. Mm. Which I think my disappointment is a whole topic, but we don't have to get into the yeah. whole thing. Well, and it may be part of your topic too. So possibly. we'll just say it. My whole disappointment is in a. I guess humanity. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, just look what happened last week to these young little second, third, fourth grade kids. Mm-hmm. Extremely sad. That was the most disappointing thing I've experienced this week. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Experienced in a while. Who the hell is leaving my house? Anyway, yeah. That, that right yeah. there. That Same. was, that was a uh, completely like heartbreaking. So, yeah, man. Yeah. 
That was my discipline. That was, that was same for me, man, that, that Uvalde shooting, because that same day, I can't remember exactly, but listen to Herschel Walker speak about the shootings. Oh, disappointment. I didn't even hear what Herschel said, so you have to let us know, starting five, what he said. And I know he got, I think he won a seat in Georgia Senate or something stupid okay. like that. I don't know what he did. But Herschel Walker, he's he's definitely the definitely the, the face of the porch monkey down there, unfortunately. While his football career can only get him so much grace in this scenario. Because if you listen to how this dude talk, man, he, I don't know, he's been whitewashed, unfortunately. But for for me, that was definitely disappointing because that day I think was actually, for me, it was, it was going to be a happy day because I actually, I think I was posting that image that, uh, you know, I had you create uh, for the, um, for the hooks were oh, up seasoning. Are, yeah, yeah. And then later on that evening, I found out what happened and man, I was just like, Man, that hit me hard mm-hmm. because you know it. We got. I kids mean, me, that age, you know, me being from Texas, me having kids, you know, both of us, you know, obviously having kids in grade school and kids that age range, uh, you know, it. Um, and, and me having friends, you know, who are from that part of Texas, um, it's just, um, it, it was so sad. So it was so sad at first to find out. That you know, a gunman you know went in, did act, you know, did a did a mass killing, you know, within the school, and then on top of that, to to eventually find out that there, there's a couple things mixed in, find out that the dude shot his grandmother, and then was I guess was being chased by police, mm-hmm. being chased by police, you could see like that his truck uh, crashed out in like a dish ditch wash like uh, next to the school mm-hmm. and so apparently the dude jumped the school fence because this is what the eyewitness who like lived across the street said he saw the guy jump the fence run up to the school you know shoot through the window and then eventually shoot through the window i guess a few times i don't know apparently he was outside for a while and then finally breached into the school and, and the cops had caught up to him at this point but I don't know. So it, it to me, I don't know. It to me, it seemed like the school was the closest, the the closest, um, um, the the school was the closest uh, uh, building, I guess, that wasn't a house. I don't know why the dude didn't go break in house. What an idiot! And and this whole thing would have been different. There probably would have been a lockdown at the school, and all those kids would still be alive, right? Mm-hmm. And and the, and the adult, but goes into the school. And the cops sat there for like ninety minutes. Yeah, because because they said that a, a little girl played dead and used her teacher's phone mm-hmm. to call the cops. Right, because she heard the shooter, so she played dead. But she you teach phone call a cop or whatever, call nine one one. And it wasn't until like over an hour later that they finally came in and approached the killer. When the families of these kids were outside pleading for help pleading to go in they they were trying to like you know rush past the cops and rush the door to get in the family of these kids because they heard their kids getting shot and the cops just sat there oh my god i can't oh i could not i could i don't know man it doesn't make any sense this is what your job is this is what all these people who are out here supporting the police mm-hmm. blah 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 that's what they do that's their job they're gonna be there when they need but they weren't no. They had a. I don't know. I don't know how many kids the cops could have saved in that scenario. I don't know how far along it was between the time then, the time they finally breached the place. But you would believe that they would have saved a lot more kids 
then passed, you know, than, than the ones that actually died in that scenario. You believe you believe that they could have done that because it's like 50 cops and one dude. Mm-hmm. They knew it was they and they knew it was one dude because they, they chased him from his grandma house. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, they apparently they have a, a small SWAT team that they've been training for. I won't say situations like this, but why wasn't the SWAT team, you know, using that that particular skill set they supposedly had and yeah. getting in that school, finding a way to get in that school and wasting so much time, you know? Yeah. And 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 and, and this is the other thing, man. Um, he planned to go to the school, told the girl online he was going mm. to do it. Oh, ask his cousin, the student there, to lay out oh, his lunch schedule. On, oh wow. my gosh! So I, that's that's stuff I didn't know. So thank you for that, yeah. J. Del yes, Negro. Appreciate you. that. But yeah, it's it's you know all good information to to, to learn and understand all this stuff. But the, the, it's it's just yes, if they had a SWAT team, that's cool. But like the cops are there, that's their job. They go with vests on. They you know they're equipped with all this stuff. That yeah. allows them to breach these scenarios while they wait for the SWAT team. It's different yeah. if they're trying to if they're trying to SWAT in and it's like ten or fifteen assailants. This is one dude, as far as we know. Yeah. As far as we knew. Yeah. So like, come on. This is what you're here for. You put your life on the line every day. I do respect cops a hundred percent. We have family that have been policemen that are policemen. Mm-hmm. I have friends that are training to be policemen. Thankfully. Thankfully, these people have, you know, a good head about them when it comes to all races and nationality. But this is what your job. This is the moment where you where you earn your money and either either you earn your money and you lay down your life, unfortunately, or you earn your money and you become the hero that you're supposed to be. And I could not get it. And that's the statement right there that I heard from from other cops. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're not trained to be heroes. Man, but no, no, forget that, man. Yeah, forget that. that. That's what they're saying. Nah. They were not trained to be heroes. And it wasn't, I'm not saying in this particular situation, but from yeah. someone who's interviewed uh, cops, they're not trained to be heroes. They're just mm-hmm. trained to respond to, to situations. Situations. Not to jump in and be Dirty Harry or, or any of these movie type heroes. But in this situation yeah. here, you should have jumped in to, to do something. You know, my my take is this for you're, you're going to be you're going to be always remembered for everything that you do like that. That is what it is. If this is your job, if this is the thing that you, you know, you've been training to do. Obviously, there are certain scenarios where it makes it harder to jump in than others. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. But in a scenario like this, where you know, it's one dude in a scenario like this, where, you know, and you are hearing children being shot not that far away from where you're standing it's you and 10 other policemen or or more whatever it is 40 police whatever it is at that point yes have a couple policemen hold back the family members but then you and the rest of these fools gotta go storm the building and find a way to get in it's not like it's not like this is okay every cop knows their beat every cop knows their neighborhood but it's not like it's not like this is like, you know, New York or Baltimore, you know, or, or, or you know, a bigger city, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, where you may not understand the schematics of every building there because it may not be that familiar because you may not have to have to go inside every building. But this is a small town. 
Uvalde is not a big town. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows each other. You know, there's probably only like two or three elementary schools in the whole city. I mean, it's not a big school. Like, they could have all surrounded the breach, the entry points, and even the place where the gunman went in and tried to do something rather than not do anything at all. You know, I don't know. And, and I can understand that they may be, they, they may need to, need to wait for SWAT team to do some certain things or may have, like, you know, like riot shields or whatever the heck, Darn. you know, it is that you I, get. I'm but, not going to try to elaborate anymore i mean bottom line mm-hmm. is you got like 21 people dead yeah ain't yeah. no amount of intelligence or intel that you're gonna give us yeah. right now that's gonna bring them people back yeah exactly and that's that's the unfortunate part no matter how much i get frustrated and sad and mad about it it's not gonna bring those kids back you know it's not gonna mm-hmm. bring those those family those adults back uh you know that lost their life and you know um i, I know it's hard to say like thoughts and prayers to them but you know uh, I guess there, there's only a certain point of what you can do, mm-hmm. and hopefully that those, those families will be able to, uh, yeah. you know, find find some kind of positive out of this situation yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah. Whenever they're, you know, whenever they, whenever they are fully comforted. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. anyway, let's see. Starfire said, like the meme said, uh, the police memorial flag. These colors don't run into schools unless they're children. Unless it's their children, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's yeah. what it seemed like. Unfortunately, yeah. so Did they they beef up uh, security at your kids' school after this happened, or were your kids out of school already? No, my my kids are in school. My kids still have another week of school. Um, and I don't think they did. I, I don't think they did for sure. I know that they uh, they sent out an email talking about their safe points uh, mm-hmm. and all the other stuff that they do. I know for a fact at my son's school, there's always, you know, you know. A couple of, uh, you know, armed policemen, you know, mm-hmm. on duty. Um, they're they're resource officers, but they also are, you know, armed and and ready to go if needed. Um, and I can't remember about my daughter's school right now, but I know that there's I know that there's so many breach points, or not breach point, but so many um, entry, you know, several entry points to school, but everything is locked. Only way to get into the front front is like you have to go through. You know, you had to go through like a like a little like buzz in system, and then there's like a, a few more rooms. Yeah, there, there's a few more rooms you you had to go through before you even actually get into the school. School, so hmm. yeah, so it's it's a highly unfortunate um, scenario, and uh, yeah, man, um, you know, there's what what can you do, man? Just just uh, hope and pray that they, you know, that they come up with some kind of protection for kids as we end this school year and then go into next school year. So. Ooh, I know that was long. Uh, I know yeah. that was, you know, the unfortunate and unfortunate thing. Um, but, you know, we really needed to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, wow. So I'm I'm gonna try to transition this the best as possible because I know, <laughs> I know it's I know it's a difficult uh, yeah. topic to come off of. But another thing that we were highly disappointed about last week, and it's sort of comical. Was the Juneteenth ice cream flavors? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Juneteenth ice cream. What what was the flavor again? It was like black. What was it called? It was red velvet, <laughs> red velvet and cheesecake. Okay, yeah, I almost said yeah. black black velvet. No, no black nothing people. black about it. <laughs> anyway, red velvet and cheesecake. The only thing black about it, maybe if you call if you like a reaching reaching, red velvet is chocolate chocolate. 
people, the people, black people. I don't know, yep. but nobody's out here eating black people. Um, anyway, so I um, never know. Yeah, so you gave me an update about uh, Walmart uh, having that on the yeah. show. Yeah, so uh, apparently Walmart pulled the product as well as all the party supplies. So it's not many party supplies still left on on Walmart's uh, website, as well as mm-hmm. the ice cream being pulled. Um, there's no more party supplies or just a few? I think there's like only a couple little things, but nothing as grand as we saw last week <laughs> as we listed. Nothing yeah. as crazy. Uh, but oh, if you do want crazy, Etsy is the place to go because <laughs> Etsy has it all. Oh, wow. All the Africa Juneteenth things. Yeah. <laughs> Etsy's the place to go, but Walmart oh, has not. No, he didn't. What did he say? They pulled the kente draw. <laughs> did they? Did they have? Did they have or some kente underwear? Kente cloth underwear. You said the kunta kente. <laughs> My bad. But it's the same ones he wore in uh, Roots. Them, them Dang. Oh man. Oh, man. Lavar Burton out here just That's mad. Up. Yeah. Yeah. They pulled it all. Mm-mm-mm. Pulled the oh. chain links, the paper chain. Mm-hmm. Got that all out of here, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's so it's so sad because you know it, this is the thing. This is the thing. I totally understand because it's it's a new federal holiday. Everybody's gonna be able to get off for Juneteenth now or whatever. So just like any other holiday, they're gonna start selling it. You know, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna get commercialized uh, yes. to to a point at some point. But the stuff that they had on that Walmart page, you know, the ice cream. Which the they you could tell they did not try at all, because the design, just like we saw last week, can can you find can you find the images again of the design of the 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 the, uh, the ice cream design? Yeah, the Juneteenth yeah, ice yeah. cream package design. Yeah, go ahead and share it. Go ahead and share it if you can, so we could all look at it together. Sure. But the design of the packaging, you could tell they did not take any time in uh, in like really like making it unique. Because they basically took the the pride flag design here. Let me share it. The pride flag design, and they flipped the colors to this red, green, yellow, and black. And then instead of like all these like you know all these like hands that were up in the air like this, they changed them to like fists and peace signs, you know, and like put the little music notes in there. And they just changed the flag. That is literally the same exact because the the, the pride one is like is like a rainbow color, but it looks the same. And the same, and, and it's the same month. Pride month is Pride month is June as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yep, yeah. Uh, no. Anyway, their uh, <laughs> their statement <laughs> about it. They said uh, Juneteenth holiday marks a celebration of freedom and independence. Mm-hmm. However, we received feedback that a few items caused concern for some of our customers and we sincerely apologize we are reviewing our assortment <sighs> and we'll remove items as appropriate uh, so meaning they remove practically everything wow practically there everything. you go let's let's there take a little quick look walmart i wonder who bought them though i wonder who it, man because you can imagine supplies. that being like a that being like a collector's item to be honest so this if somebody it, bought the ice cream just these three things Left. Because last time there was like two pages full. Uh huh. A Juneteenth 12 inch by five foot banner for $107. What the hell? Good. What? 
Okay. See, there, there's a lot of companies that sell like Stuff on the Walmart platform. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's probably where that's come from because ain't no you ain't no ain't no black no black person buying that. Not even yes. not even uh you know not even the Bel Air family, um, the Bankses. Wow. The See, that's the whole kit right there. See, that's what I would buy. That forty five dollar whole kit. You know, for the party, I would do that. But this is the thing. I mean, I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to do that. But, but you know, I'm trying to say, like, this is the thing, though. Like, this is the thing. Like, I, I know that everything, everything's going to get commercialized. They just got to do it the right way. I Like like you said, I don't think last week, I don't think they did a focus group <laughs> to find out what actually is going to fly and what's not. Um, and there was something that I saw this week that I sent uh, in uh, send an Instagram uh, to you and I think it's uh, what's he called let me see if I can look it up but basically it's a Juneteenth t-shirt uh, the the perfect Juneteenth tee so let me see if I can pull this up www.degree oops de- degree band degree branded degree branded branded dot com uh, let me see if I can look it up oh here we go can you pull it? I, I see it now. Uh, oh, here, share it. Share it so we can look at it, too. Oh, wait. Uh, dang. How it's a Juneteenth it? t-shirt. I might have to go to the Insta. Insta, Insta. It says Juneteenth oh, Freedom Day. Degreebranded.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Oh, okay. see if it'll pull second. up. Anyway, so I saw this t-shirt, and I think that um, J. Del Negro said it's some Amistad-looking artwork. Um, and... <laughs> It just looked. It just looked really bad, man. Uh, it just looked really bad. It's just like, what are we actually doing? No one is actually approving this, even though that's on a Black Woman Hustle Instagram page. And um, J. Del Negro said a few years back, my homeboy and his family decorated oh, their house. Stuff. Okay, my homeboy and his family decorated their house for Juneteenth. House looked militant than a mofo. Wow. Hey, that's the same act. Uh, that's the same model I have on, on my. Uh, hey, on man. my. Uh, Making that money. page with my with my shirts, I know the website that they're making this on. That's wait a why, minute. So. Wait a minute. Wait. What? Um, Hold on. Is she mulatto? What does that say? It says I'm black. I'm black every day, but today I'm blackity black black black. With a Caucasian lady wearing it. Yes, that's correct. Give us free. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Start five, Dan. Give us free. That's the same thing I told you, J. Del Nick. Gotta put Give an extra us, us in there. Give us us free. Give us us free. <laughs> T. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Give us free T-shirt. Oh, at first I thought that was an ice cream. <laughs> I thought that was an ice cream cone. <laughs> From my vantage point, <laughs> at first it looked like a cone with a right, with a man. fist of ice cream. Too much now. Anyway, well. I mean, why is the fist going up an ass? That's a great one. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. There you go. Hey, you know, I mean, a fist to the back, a fist to the gut, and a fist in the ass. Celebrate, celebrate your Juneteenth pride while while um, domestic abuse. Anyway, while giving the fist. Oh, what is this? Um, yeah, yeah. It's wild, man. This is they're wild in these streets. So yeah, there's the shirt the that shirt we mentioned. That you you found yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah, breaking them chains with the heart. The sad part is the, there's a vast majority of America that does not know what Juneteenth is, and even less of that, e- even even more of that percentage of people um, who don't care about the meaning of it, uh, but um, 
They don't care about the meaning of it, but they will celebrate the holiday, holiday just as we all do. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, speaking of holidays, let's see here. Remember, as as you scroll, scroll through some other um, some other uh, images. So the memorial holiday. Let me see if I can look up the actual decoration day, federal holiday. Let me see the origins if they actually show. Can I just if I place clan originated? So let me. I'm trying to see if Wiki is telling this story correctly. Decorating shoulders, graves, graves were decorated. Okay. So, actually, in actuality, Memorial Day, the holiday that we're celebrating this weekend, mm. was actually created by uh, some freed slaves um, mm-hmm. in the South back back after the uh, <laughs> back after the um, the Civil War, and basically they were memorializing. You know, they 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 dug up the they dug up all of these Union soldiers, white Union soldiers and black Union soldiers that fought for their rights, you know, fought for their right to be free. And after, you know, it took them some time to give everybody a proper burial, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they, you know, gave a proper burial to all these people, you know, to honor their commitment to try to free, you know, all, all of them. Uh, and then, um, you know, they called it Decoration Day in some places. They they memorialized them, but, you know, they gave them all proper burials and it followed with a huge, like, parade and celebration uh, to memorialize, you know, the, the uh, you know, their lives that were given uh, to fight for their freedom. So it was actually created by slaves. So here's another holiday <laughs> that was basically made by black people, if you want to call it that. Um, uh, and, there, and there was, you know, multiple colors uh, involved in that, but, you know, spearheaded by, you know, former black, black slaves. And so that's why we have Memorial Day. That's what it's really about. Yes, it is about, you know, um, obviously honoring uh, all of the military members that have lost their life, uh, you know, in combat, mm-hmm. um, fighting for the country. But, you know, don't be don't let the don't let the weekend or, or the or the holiday you know, don't don't let the meaning of it and the origin the the origination of the the holiday, you know, get lost on you. Um, before I started out, you know, it's not all about barbecues and stuff like that. Even though I guess there was celebrations back then, but you know, it, it's is is different. So yeah, man. So know your history. Know your history. Wikipedia has like five different versions of how it started. So oh, of course, of course. <laughs> because anybody can go in there and change it up. So mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, and and I'm sure I'm sure this is the thing though. I'm sure as time sort of went on, um, you know, more and more people around the country, you know, understood it as it became a national holiday as well. Uh, and then other parts of the country started memorializing and and uh, you know creating uh, you know their own their own sort of narrative about it. But but I mean I don't want that narr- that word narrative to sound negative. Uh, but everybody started creating their own version of Memorial Day. Uh, but we, but you know, just remember where it started. I guess is the main thing. So, yeah, how it yeah. started. Wow. All right. Well, that was a lot of depth right there. Um, speaking of deep, mm. Kaepernick, Mr. Okay. Kaepernick. I, I, what do you think I was about to say? I don't know, man. <laughs> well, Colin Kaepernick. Um, 
Colin Kaepernick, uh, uh, you know, former 49ers NFL quarterback, uh, actually is getting a shot this week or, or here. Oh, no, he had a tryout on the 25th. So, uh, yeah, he had a tryout with the Oakland Raiders. So I know that we've been, you know, we've been trying to talk about Cap getting his shot, you know, and, and he finally did. And I'm and I'm uh, I'm really happy about it just because, you know, this is the thing. The kid, the, the guy, you know, the kid, I mean, to, to our to us, the kid, um, you know, the kid um, um, stood up for something that he believed in. Uh, you know, some that was meaningful, and he mm-hmm. had been doing it. It's not like he just all of a sudden did it. It's just other events of the time, uh, and the fact that he's on the NFL just made it bigger. And then he was basically blackballed. I mean, shoot, it's been what five years yeah. since he last played yeah. NFL season. So mm-hmm. thirty-four yeah. years old. Yeah, and then he, so a few days ago, he had a workout with the Los Angeles Raiders, and it seemed to go really well. Um, but that doesn't mean the Raiders. I guess the Raiders hadn't signed him yet. Yeah, they say but, it's, it's positive, but no deal imminent at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, it's not like the Raiders have like a out and out like amazing quarterback room. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know there's like 16 quarterbacks or like five quarterbacks ahead of this dude that would be better than him. I know that at this point, you know, because of consistency, because of playing a lot over the course of the last few years. And being a being a you know solid above average quarterback, David or I'm sorry, Derek Carr is mm-hmm. their starter, and that's probably the way it's going to be. Uh, I can't remember who their backup is uh, off top. Uh, I'll have to look up, but you know, there's a way that he could get he could be scout team quarterback. There's a way that he could be you know the third string quarterback, maybe even work his way to second string. I know after, after having so much time out of the league, you know, you can't be. Um, you can't always, uh, 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 you know, come right back in like that. But but I think it's good for him to have that opportunity because that, that will make it a little bit easier for other teams to possibly bring him in if he doesn't make the Raiders. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, hopefully hopefully the Raiders give him a chance and, 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 he, and he plays well. But yeah. the thing is, I think the cool thing about him is, you know, he's been saying all along, he's like, hey, just bring me in for a shot. Just let me get a tryout. If I suck, cut me. You know, yeah. if I suck, don't bring me in. If I'm good, you know, give me an opportunity to be on the team. You know, he's not like trying to force his way uh, to be a starter for anybody. He's just trying to yeah. just trying to get a chance. Yeah, and that's a pretty tough thing to be out that long and stay consistent with your workouts mm-hmm. and your, oh yeah, you know, and all that just to keep being denied because what it was like 2017 ish he had a shot with the who he had a shot with it's a few years ago was it seattle when he i i don't think he had a, i don't think i don't think they they, he went out, they didn't didn't he go out for somebody he tried to to uh i guess work out with one team who was that i can't remember it might have been seattle back then or it might have been the patriots who was it um, I don't, I don't remember. Let's see here. June 2020 will give the blessing at the rate. Okay, so I was trying to look back and see. Um, I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle. It was Seattle. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think he had a meeting with them. I don't, I, I can't remember if he actually had a, a tryout with them. Um, mm-hmm. And I know the Ravens I mean, also, okay. you know, have said that, you know, 
the Ravens coach also, you know, I guess had given support for him. So it seems like there's a handful of coaches that have given support for him, but unfortunately he didn't get a trial. I will say this, though. His former coach with the 49ers, Jim Harbaugh, has been supportive of him the whole time. Actually had Colin come out to the Michigan spring game and throw passes to NFL, you know, uh, uh, undrafted free agents uh, or NFL receivers, whatever, during like the Michigan halftime, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for their their spring game. That was like his whole segment. And he was out there doing it in front of NFL scouts, you know, because in a scenario like that, you have one of the most, one of the most popular teams uh, uh, and most, you know, talent heavy teams in the country when it comes to college. And, um, and, you know, so you know there's going to be scouts there for your spring game. So Jim Harbaugh's like, guess what? I'm going to bring you out, Cap, and let you throw and let all these scouts see you. Whether they want to see you or not, they're going to be here and they're going to see you. And then they're going to go back and make a report to their, you know, to their higher-ups. Um, I think this is the thing. I think there's still so much public perception, unfortunately, uh, that's against him, you know, or against what he does, the way he did. That right. and, and people haven't, people just haven't put it in their mind that he was doing it for the right reasons. You know, it's there's still a lot of negativity out there around it. So I think it's going to be hard for him to get a job. Um, but hopefully he gets that chance and is able to prove people, you know, that he that he does the, that he's done the right thing. So. Yeah. So yes, anyway, but the crazy thing is, though, man. Yeah. So shout out to Jim Harbaugh. But the crazy thing is, like when he went to that Michigan tryout thing or the Michigan thing, I think I think I don't think any passes were dropped. I think. Every pass was on the mark, on time, deep or short. They were all perfect passes. Uh, I think he had this other workout where only like one dude, you know, one pass was dropped and it was the receiver's fault because the pass was like right in his hands and he just, you know, fat fit, you know, like fat fisted it or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, man, um, shout out to Cap. I hope he gets a job, man. I hope he gets a job for real, for real. So. Anyway, um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I know we got. I know we got a one or two voicemails. So, man, I have nothing more. Nothing more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nothing more, man. It's Sunday. Gotta get out here and do some, do the the, the homeowner thing today, and go yeah. shopping for some food that I'm possibly gonna have to cook tomorrow. And yeah. Or today. I don't know why I just want to cook on Memorial Day. I guess it's the holiday. I want to cook yeah. on the holiday. So yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, hopefully our uh, hopefully our weather clears up because it's been it's raining like all night long from really? like one a.m. on. Yeah, so oh, on and off. So yeah, so it's wild, man. Memorial Memorial Day in most places is supposed to be beautiful, sunny, great to go out and like have a barbecue. In Utah, even though it's like the end of May um, or beginning of June, whatever. In Utah, Memorial Day turns out to be like, like fifty degrees, mm-hmm. rainy. It's even snowed. Like what? <laughs> it's no. May. No, I'll be. They'll keep that. Every now and then, it's like that. So here we go. So we're gonna go ahead and get into these voicemails. So Jay, we got one voicemail this week. So Jay, why don't you go ahead and tell the people how they can All leave right, us a voicemail? Three eight five three B L A K P C or three eight five three two five two five seven two. Call us, leave us a little VM. New voicemail email. Uh, let us know what's on your mind. Let us know what you're doing for Memorial Day. All that jazz. Let us know if you copped any of that that Juneteenth party supplies before they were taken off the shelves. That's that might be do. worth something now. Yeah, that's what we definitely want to know. All mm-hmm. right. 
All right, cool. Here's our voicemail. We haven't listened to it before, so three, two, one, and... What's up, Kayla? Mm -hmm. and how some people are alive <laughs> and commit the murders while others die because they jog to a neighborhood and not mistaken identity and the right to bear arms. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out why the children, why the, why the babies, why? Wow. Mm -hmm. it's just, it's crazy. It's America. Seems like it's all about money. You know, the guns, the NRA, um, the Senate. They ain't saying nothing. You know, the people who make the rules or whatever. It's just crazy. Yep. Mm, why did, I don't, I don't get it. You got people that storm the Capitol, but then you had a peaceful protest. Thank you, Kayla. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. You can thank for the voicemail, Kayla. Uh, you know, we could definitely hear the frustration in your voice. And, and, you know, obviously you probably heard that in our voice earlier, you know, as we went mm -hmm. through the show. Um, and yeah, man, there's there definitely needs to be somebody who goes into office who is not in the pocket of a gun control, you know, like like. NRA type of thing who's not who and a bunch of congressmen and women who are also not in their pocket because that's what it boils down to it boils down to these fools getting paid to to do nothing you know yeah but then I you know it's like uh, I try to ask myself what is the solution though because they got a lot of people just saying get rid of guns get rid of guns mm -hmm. I don't think that's that's not gonna happen you know getting well at this point at this point it's not gonna happen because there's so many people that have them and so many people that you know think is encroaching their rights so i i do i do believe you know i, I do believe that if you maybe maybe get rid of certain types of guns now the problem is there's so many people now who know how to how to what do you call it? How to like customize these things right so well, you could customize them you could print them on 3d printers now you yeah, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. You can buy them off the street, you know, plain and simple. You, I, yeah. Me personally, I I grew up with tons of guns in the house. Yeah. Dad yeah. had lots of guns. Go to the yeah. gun range every once in a while, shoot them. Dad sleeps with guns on the side of his bed, you mm -hmm. know. Same thing with my wife. My wife, her dad had 
tons of guns, still does, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and we knew the gun, how to use these things, is it was never in our head or our mind to want to go shoot shoot up a place and kill a bunch yeah. of people, you yeah. know. So I I have I don't have the answer. I don't think anybody has a real answer for it. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the difference though. Like you and your your wife, you know, y'all were brought up y'all were brought up with a different type of mindset. And obviously times are different. And there mm-hmm. were there were crazy people back then, but you know, it's yeah. all about if you have those in the house cuz my family had them in the house too when I was growing up. You know, our fa- our family's from the country, so like yeah. Country people just have guns just because that's what country yeah. people have. You know, it's just a part of everyday life. But your parents have to teach you a how to be a great, you know, a good human being. Good. Just being, yeah. just being like a solid human being. Right, right. Exactly. Will like erase a bunch <laughs> of this, right? But your parents have to teach you that first. Uh, they also have to teach you, you know, like gun safety. You know, just being smart, not being an yeah. idiot, right? Um, that that's the other unfortunate part is there's there's parents that don't teach that they just you know talk 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 about all the stuff that they want or you know all their beliefs or whatnot you know that that are skewed in one way or the other which happens in every household too it is yeah. what it is but but you know they there are so many parents that don't teach safety around the firearms or safety around any kind of weapon. Uh, or teach their kids how to de-escalate uh, a situation, and they say, "Okay, instead of de-escalating, just go fight." You know, they're, yeah. they're, that that's the thing. If if there were people who had, um, what do you call it, like de-escalation, like tactics that they could teach their kids, that's what you really need. You really need to understand yeah. that, and also being like, uh, and and me- mediation tactics as well. Because finding a way to a solution without having to get into an argument or or maybe even de-escalating an argument, but finding a way to a solution without getting into a fight physical is what needs to be happening a lot more, you know? That I also think there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes into it that mm-hmm. could be stemmed from all sorts of places. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch. Just think of Spiderweb into so many different topics. Of, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I think this day and age, and it's just me talking, I think social media and mm-hmm. internet and all this other stuff, it's it's, uh, it's a lot different than, obviously it's a lot different than when we grew up because we didn't have this stuff. And mm-hmm. now I think a lot of media is babysitting a lot of these kids to where all they see is stuff online. They don't yeah. really have any type of conversations with adults or parents or anything like that to yeah. to kind of guide them on on what's uh, any type of moral compass, if you you know yeah. so to speak. They they see what is they they see all of these videos that are basically the spawn of world star hip hop. Like all these videos, honestly, are just like what yeah. world heart well and whatever before was before you know live late live leak. I can't remember what it's called, but um. You know, whatever all those like viral videos were before, mm. you know, are basically, you know, what we see now that's glorified in social media, mm-hmm. you know. And unfortunately, a lot of that stuff is, you know, is negative or is just like something, 
you know, unfortunately funny, you know, or terrible happening to somebody and kids just laugh at it, you know? Yeah. Like, like they, they like don't, you, uh, mm -hmm. they don't have any type of, I guess, empathy for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't, they don't think because they just think it's, it's online. It's a, it's like you say, it's something to laugh at. I don't know, man. It's yeah. it's they're, it's a lot, man. It's frustrating. Their compass is going uh, going the wrong way, and we need yeah. we need some parents to start stepping in and and teach these kids the right way. And we need, I mean, the only thing that's going to happen is get some kind of legislation that's going to help it. You know, help help positivity of kids and families, and kids also have, learn how to deal with stress. And thankfully, my kid's school has been trying to do something like that throughout the school year, you know, finding ways for kids to deal with stress because it's wild, man. Like this day and age, especially here in Utah, there's so many, there, there have been so many, you know, kid suicides or stuff like that because kids are just too stressed out at school or they're stressed yeah. at home and they bring it to school yeah. and they don't know how to deal with it. That, you know? that too. And then I asked myself, I was talking to one of the other parents at, at my kid's karate class and it's like, how many kids do you honestly see outside playing like when we were outside when we were young playing at their age nobody they're all on online inside Man. hooked up to some type of electronic device Man. living through that and yeah. it's, it's unfortunate because that's the way that's the way the world is going you know yeah. um yeah you take that away you start i don't want to use the word regulating internet internet uh use and the things that are being shown because that's going to get into a whole nother topic mm -hmm. where people get real frustrated about oh their governments regulating my use of the internet and, and information and stuff like that yeah so yeah there's yeah. i, I want to limit i really really want to limit my kids uh i guess exposure to stuff on the internet yeah. but at the same time, they're young. They know how to operate the internet. Just I won't say just as well, but they know how to get it, access yeah. to certain things on the internet yeah. just as well as I do. You yeah. know, like at one time I told you I, I deleted YouTube, changed the passwords and all that on the the TV. Mm -hmm. Next day, kid got it right back on and figured out how to get on YouTube and watch all this other silliness. I mean, it's yeah. not really nothing bad, but. It is what it is, man. Yeah, this. It is what it especially, is. Especially, especially as as your kids grow older, as my kids grow older, my kids, my my oldest is fourteen years old now, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know we we had a moment where we realized that stuff was spiraling out of control as far as stuff that he found access to. Mm -hmm. So we you know put some heavy limitations on his stuff, mm -hmm. and you know there was a couple of there was several like websites or apps that I blocked, but then. Snapchat. All of a sudden, he has a Snapchat now, and I'm like, "How did you get a Snapchat?" That's one that I didn't block because a, I forgot about it, and b, I was like, you know, nobody uses that like that anymore. But apparently, they do. So you know, and and, and there's some other random stuff. And now he wants to get, I don't know. He there, there's things he want to do. So I guess you know, you just have to think about you know, obviously, you as a parent, you know, have to think about the maturity of your kids. Maturity level with your kids, what you talk to them about, make sure you talk to them about everything that you want to talk to them about that matters to you that could be a potential problem for them, you yeah. know, and and yeah. control control what you can control because this is the thing. As these kids old, get older, especially as they have cell phones, as their friends have cell phones, that's a computer in your pocket. You can only block so much. They can mm -hmm. find so many ways around it. 
Yeah. I found out that my son, you know, and this was before that time, before I started blocking stuff, but I found out that my son found this like random website called Omegle or something like that, where mm. basically you could talk to anybody in the world via voice or via chat, text, whatever, video, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, like apparently it's like this huge, I don't know, it's like some site out of Asia or something, but it's this huge thing where predators, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, try to try to get after kids or whatever, or, or mm-hmm. people of the opposite sex that they're trying to, they're trying to mess around. And it's just so crazy. And I'm, and, and, you know, it could be like a 30 year old dude talking to like a 10 year old little girl. And that's scary. Man. And I'm just like, what is this? So I found every possible way to try to br- uh, block that website. And I, I really, and you know, by checking my, my son's phone history, I can tell that he hadn't been on back on there, but there's other ways around it. You know, you could get on discord or you can get on, you know, Reddit, or you can get on all these other places to get it, you know, to, mm-hmm. to get that access or have people access you. So it's ridiculous, man. It's wild. It's scary, but you know, you just got to train your kids the right way, train them the way you want them to be trained, train them the right way. And, and hopefully they don't depart from that yeah. uh, at some point. So, yeah, but man, you know, well, on that note, you know, I think that's all we got. Uh, if y'all want to tap your love box out there, go ahead and tap your love box. Give us a like and all that other fun mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, you know, tell your friends about the show. We'll try to tell our friends about yours as well. But Jay, as yes, we try to get up out of this piece, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not great at this, but you are amazing at this. Me? Why don't you, yeah. Why don't you tell the people how they can find us? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Outside yeah. of the artwork that you are also uh, making. I make it I make it super easy for for myself because I write it all down and I mm-hmm. have like a digital copy on my computer. But Twitter and Instagram, hashtag blackoutpod. Sometimes I actually mess it up reading. But check out all your your podcast streaming apps. You'll probably find us there or do a Google search. You'll probably mm-hmm. see some link to take us to take you to our podcast yep. Sunday mornings. Or sometime around the morning time, around this time, you will find us on YouTube talking the talk, walking the walk, and uh, you know, playing random stuff in the background. Uh, yeah. Email us hashtag blackoutpod at gmail.com or as I said before, three eight five three B L A K P C or three eight five three two five two five seven two. Leave us a little voicemail email. Uh, Definitely hit up hooksrub.com so you can get yourself some of that number four, number six spice in the planet, on the planet. Mm-hmm. Not just in the U.S., on the planet, people. On the whole world. We top flight security of the world, Craig. Shit, not just the city, the world. The All whole of the world. world. The whole world, Craig. So, uh. Whole world, Craig. Yeah. Do that. Get yourself some because summertime is here. Everybody's gonna be grilling. Get yourself some some spice, especially for that July Fourth mm-hmm. cookout, and uh, definitely get yourself some of that spice for your Juneteenth cookout, where you have yes. all the Juneteenth party supplies and Juneteenth paper plates and napkins and banners and all that other good stuff. You could have a, a little bottle of hooks right there on the side of your, uh, right on the side of the the grill. You know, spice yes, you can season and stuff. So yeah, there you go. Yes, you can. Do you? I'm sorry. I, I, I was gonna say something, but I'm sorry. So yeah, and also, also, uh, I am now a product ambassador for Rectech Grills, R E C T E Q, straight out of Georgia. They just opened up a location in Utah. I was 
you know, fortunate enough to go to their big um, grand opening and also their, uh, their, you know, ambassador, like, like sneak peek place is dope. Grills are great. I'll be doing a lot of content on hooks rub on hooks rub, uh, hooks spice rubs on Instagram. Um, so y'all can check that out. Um, if the rain ever stops today, I'm going to do my first cook on it and first burn mm -hmm. in just to see how that thing do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, man, um, you know, I'll have I'll actually have discount links available for people out there as well. So stay tuned for that because that'll be dope. You'll be able to get you a good quality grill uh, to cook that meat on. They have all sizes for families. You know, four and you know four and under. Mm -hmm. He has four people and under, all the way up to something that could cook stuff for like hundreds of people. So nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good. And then uh, before we leave, I'm gonna leave you with this. This is a situation where you don't write checks that your ass can't cash. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Man, I just want to say I'm excited to be here on Showtime, you know what I mean? I might be, honestly, the youngest, well, I mean, as far as, like, record-wise, like, as far as, like, all the YouTubers and stuff, with the exception of them, I might be the paper you fire with the, le with the least amount of fights, you know? But I mean, you guys gonna see the summer I'm gonna knock this, this dwarf the fuck out. That's how it is. You hear that? I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. I'm sorry, bro. Listen. Flatline. You know how it is. You think I'm fucking scared? What the fuck am I scared of? You was literally... Man. You a stupid fucking dwarf, man. I'm telling you, man. I can't even mess with your fucking head. Hey, mess with your fucking head so fucking big like this fucking big. And your fucking little T-Rex arms, man. My dick's longer than your fucking arms. Yeah, like that. And then the courtesy clap. So this, this, this was Rolando Romero, a fighter, a boxer, right? So Rolando Romero was talking trash to Javante Davis, AKA Tank Davis, who was the champion at the time. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna knock you out. He, that, and that was his trash talk, like at their pre-fight press conference. And then if you hadn't seen it, I saw uh, that this morning. Yeah, I didn't know he said those comments though. Mr. Mr. Tank proceeded to knock him the full out. <laughs> ah, it was wild. It was strong. It was a big hit right in the chops. And you know what, man? Don't talk trash. Don't talk trash that your that your uh, you know that your ass can't you, cash. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Right here. This is yeah. this is it right. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Was that him getting punched? Yeah. I, I watched the yeah. video video Good this that. morning. And it Bam. was uh it was it was something. He got yep. oof, he got rocked. When they say go to sleep, this fool look at him. Night night. He he lounging. He lounging on them on them ropes. And boxing, if you get caught just right, it's over. And then dude got up and he was like, I think I'm good. And the referee just called it. Cause you could tell them legs was yeah, weak. Yeah, wobbly. <laughs> anyway, don't write a check that you're asking cash. Because if you do, you're gonna find out the repo man coming. Anyway, all right. All right, anyway, on that note, thank y'all very much. God bless, we love you. 
and I'm blacking out. Peace. Blacking out.